On December 13th, 2013, one of the biggest artists of the current generation did something almost unheard of. With no notice, no teases, no marketing, Beyonce created a release date for herself. And this surprise album nearly broke the internet. Released without warning in the middle of the night on Friday, electrifying fans. A new way of marketing with news spreading like wildfire. It's already shot up to number one. This is her vision. Beyonce is fully in control of, you know, the Beyonce experience. This is her, like, drop the mic moment and walk off stage. Uh, Unless you have been living under a rock, you know that Beyonce has changed the game. Beyonce, the superstar dropping a brand new album overnight, complete with music videos for every track and then some, taking her fans and the music world quite by surprise. Well, that's darn near platinum already in just three days. It's incredible from only one retailer. You're the guy in the know. Did you know this was coming? I knew it was coming about uh, 45 minutes before the rest of the world knew it was coming, and I had to sit in my hands to keep from, like, screaming it from the top of mountaintops because I was sworn to secrecy. On December 12th, it was just another normal day in U.S. history with all the old Beyoncé hits. On December 13th, it was Beyoncé mania with 14 new songs and 17 videos, In the hours after the surprise release, mentions of the Queen Bee on Twitter hit close to 1.2 million. The release even crashed iTunes. Yes, crazy. It became the fastest-selling album in iTunes history. It even changed all industry release dates. Many music insiders cite Beyonce's Friday the 13th release and its mega success as the reason why the whole music industry moved the standard album release day from Tuesdays to Fridays. To the world, this self-titled album came out of nowhere. With the Instagram message, surprise, it felt like a nod to Genesis 1, and Beyonce spoke this album into existence, from nothingness to somethingness. But that's not the whole story. It never is. The reality is that it took a large team, likely in the hundreds, to create this new album and series of videos, and the production process spanned a year and a half. This entire crew, from songwriters to producers to videographers to hairstylists to catering, all had to keep one of the biggest secrets in modern music history. Now, not every release date is a secret. Not every release date breaks the internet. And not every artist is Beyonce. But nearly all release dates do have a story, an often untold story, about all the key decisions, risks, misfires, drama, strokes of genius, and maybe a few secrets that all combine to make that release date a reality. are here to explore that untold story and let you experience the making of an album from concept to creation. From UTR Media, I'm Dave Trout, and this is Release Date. be a better place to start than to follow the journey of someone who has never made an album before. Me. (laughs) This album isn't my music, but rather I wanted to create a tribute album for one of my musical heroes, Beyonce. 
Okay, just kidding. Actually, Rich Mullins. We'll have lots of time to talk more about Rich and his music and the amazing impact he has had on people worldwide. First, let's go to the origin of this story, September 19th, 2016, the 19th anniversary of the tragic death of Rich Mullins. I have a hunch that day was a light bulb moment for several folks. Next year is the 20th year. This was the birth of the idea that maybe I could, or maybe even I should, do something to honor Rich. Maybe even create an album of tribute songs. Through UTR, up until this point, I had helped put together and release five different compilation albums for free on Noise Trade. Now, these were not quite as complicated because each artist was able to give permission for their own music. And these projects were never going to be sold as a retail item. So I knew right away that a Rich Mullins tribute would add layers of legalities. I almost stopped entertaining the idea right there. Then I remembered Visible Music College. At that point, I had been actively partnering with the school, mainly at the Chicago campus, for over a year and a half. In that time, I recorded nearly all of the Under the Radar radio shows in their studio, and in 2015, they released a Rich Mullins tribute album called Sojourners. So, on that date, September 19th, 2016, they were the first ones I contacted. Here's a clip I recorded shortly after that. So today is September 30th, and... Just about, uh, well, let's see, 20, no, 11 days ago, it was September 19th, which was the anniversary of the passing of Rich Mullins, and um, it was the this year, the 19th year um, in 2016, and uh, it was really on that day that I started to think um, about next year, and thinking, well, um, that's a... A big milestone. Um, a lot of people, uh, including myself, remember exactly where we were when we heard the news um, that Rich had died, and um, and so I think it's. Uh, I just tried to think, man, is there some way under the radar can commemorate that twentieth year um, next year? I started thinking about um, Escape to the Lake being a possibility of of maybe. Um, doing sort of a tribute concert with various artists and that might still be a possibility and 
Uh, and then I started doing, um, started to think about what if we recorded that concert and then made uh, a compilation album available as a tribute. Uh, that idea excited me as well. Um, but the only problem is I have no idea um, what it would take to distribute Rich's music. Um, I don't have like the right contacts, I guess. Um, but I remembered um, that I think it was last year, um, Visible Music College did a tribute album of Rich's music. So um, I contacted uh, the Chicago branch of Visible Music College. They got me in touch um, with Ken Stores, who's the, the president of the college. And then he passed me on to the guy that kind of spearheaded um, that, uh, that tribute album. And he was very, very kind and helpful and gave me a lot of, uh, gave me some specific ways that I could make that possible. So I started even doing research and tallying up what the cost would be for the publishing or distribution rights. So put yourself in my shoes. If you wanted to release a tribute album to really any artist, what would be your biggest question? Mine might be the same as yours. How can you legally record, duplicate, and distribute music that is obviously owned by someone or something else? <laughs> I've never had to explore that before, and that question alone seemed daunting enough for an amateur producer. <laughs> but I am so thankful I was able to connect with Jason McKinney at Visible. And he opened my eyes to actually the simplicity of publishing rights. Basically, the songwriter has the rights to the original recording. You know, the public debut of that song. But after that original song is released, anyone can record and release a cover of that song. You just have to register that you're using that song and then pay the industry standard which is around nine cents per song per item. In other words, if an artist releases an album and does one cover, uh, let's just say it's a fantastic song, like we built this city on rock and roll, and that artist sells 1,000 units of their album, they owe Starship, or really the publishing holder, nine cents per copy or a total of $90. But a tribute album, obviously, is all covers. So let's just say an 11 track tribute would cost roughly a dollar of each album sale. Of course, losing 10% off the top is no fun, but this mysterious thing, publishing rights, now seemed, well, attainable. We could do this. And that's exciting. So I think at this point, we're about two weeks away from launching a Kickstarter campaign. And at this point, I'm thinking of making that a, a stretch goal. And if we accomplish that, make it an actual tribute album, not just live recordings, but 
um, ask artists if they're willing to do, you know, studio recordings of some of Rich's songs. Um, so we'll see where this goes. That was more from the recording made in September 2016 when the album we are going to chronicle was in its newborn concept stage. Up next, the launch of the Kickstarter, early interest from Nashville, and some naysayers come to the surface. This UTR media presentation is sponsored by the Worthy Publishing Book, Winds of Heaven, Stuff of Earth, by Andrew Greer and Randy Cox. Enjoy spiritual conversations inspired by the life and lyrics of Rich Mullins, with contributions by David Mullins, Andrew Peterson, Ashley Cleveland, and more, with the forward from Grammy Award winner Amy Grant. Winds of Heaven, Stuff of Earth, available now at Amazon or at windsofheavenstuffofearth.com. Hey guys, tune in to the two-hour broadcast of the Rich Mullins Tribute Concert from Escape to the Lake 2017. Hear tribute songs from great artists. So if I stand, let me stand on the promise that you will pull me And stories from those who loved him. He made a real effort to contribute and to make a difference. And that was extremely meaningful to me. So in that way, the the truthiness and the integrity of the way he lived made me feel okay about how, how hard it is to be truthy and filled with integrity. UTR Media's Rich Mullins Tribute Concert. Available now at YouTube or at utrmedia.org. Support for this UTR Media podcast is brought to you in part by the new release from Christopher Williams. Award-winning independent artist Christopher Williams has just released his 11th album, Gather. This is why we gather. You can find Gather by Christopher Williams at Amazon, iTunes, and ChristopherW.net. Gather, gather. If you know me, you know I can be ambitious at times. And we'll be coming back to that very topic later. But I love getting things done. I love implementing. And it was time. Time to take action. Time to move the idea of a Rich Mullins tribute album past the concept stage. We did launch a Kickstarter campaign for our creative relaunch. That helped Under the Radar become the all-new UTR Media. And you can be thankful for that campaign and the relaunch, because without it, this podcast wouldn't even exist. And we also added two stretch goals to the campaign. The first one being a very modest Rich Mullins tribute album. So here's the fine details. Our Kickstarter campaign goal was $13,000 just to pay for the basics of our creative relaunch. 
for the first stretch goal, we had to get to 17,700. Now, if you do the math, I was saying that our organization could produce a tribute album for $4,700. It sounds insane, but this is what I do for a living. Running a startup nonprofit means I have to become a master in stretching every dollar to its max potential. So I can actually accomplish quite a bit on a small budget, partly because I have so many friends, many of whom I knew I could call in a favor. Okay, truth be told, we were thinking small scale from the beginning. More of a pig pen album. You know, the character in Peanuts. Uh, who has a dust cloud following him around. (laughs) I mean, this album wouldn't strive to be the star of the show. And it might be a little rough around the edges, but it would still be a part of the gang, a part of the other celebration items happening to commemorate the 20th anniversary of Rich's passing. And oftentimes, this is the point in the story where bits and pieces get forgotten or changed or tweaked or maybe even sensationalized to fit whatever the end product is for an artist. But we are trying to peek behind the curtain and see an honest look at a creation of an album. So I'm going to unlock the door of my brain so you can know what my exact vision and idea was. I was planning to contact some of the artists who are already a part of the UTR family, many of whom appeared on other compilation albums that I helped put together, and see if they'd be interested in recording a Rich Mullins song, Pro Bono. Yes, it could be stripped down. Yes, it could be recorded in their home studio. Yes, it could cut a few corners if it needed to. Yes, it could be something that might be more of a demo quality. After all, this is Pigpen, not Snoopy. Pigpen, it's bad enough that you're as dirty as you are, but couldn't you at least tie your shoelaces? What do you want me to be, inconsistent? Now, some people scoffed when they heard this rudimentary idea not mentioning any names <coughs> andrew peterson <coughs> uh, sorry guys i had an andrew peterson in my throat oops uh and i get it it's probably for good reason aiming for pig pen probably isn't a great place to start when thinking about honoring an artist like rich mullins However, to be fair, I'm not that turned off by the idea. For example, have you heard the music of Jason Gray? As of right now, he's released eight albums, and 90% of his music is well-produced. It sounds slick. It's got all the bells and whistles, including a bunch of top 20 Christian music hits. Like this one. However, by far, my favorite Jason Gray album is from 2008. It's called 
acoustic story time. And it's kind of a pig pen project. It has some live tracks, but not all recorded at the same venue. It has some studio recordings with just Jason's voice and a guitar. And you can tell they weren't even recorded at the same time. Even has a couple of cover songs. And now you know that's nine more cents out the window. (laughs) But it didn't bother me that this album wasn't slick and radio ready. It didn't bother me that the live recordings were from various settings. In fact, I found that more endearing. I love B-sides. I love the acoustic demos. And if this is what a Pigpen album sounds like, then I've got no problem with it. Blessed be The ones who know that they are weak They shall see So the reason I thought I might be able to do a tribute album on a shoestring budget was that the artists could send me their best possible self-produced tracks and I could compile them. There's almost no cost in that if the artists are willing to help out pro bono. The costs come in with paying the publishing rights, any printing or duplication costs, possibly some graphic design costs, and marketing the release. And I figured... I could do all of that for $4,700. So it seemed reasonable. Now it's mid-October 2016. The Kickstarter just launched, and I get a call from our first featured player in this story and someone who will be a part of the whole journey, Andrew Greer. I think you and I first connected as far as things that are Rich Mullins related because Worthy Publishing here in Nashville came to me and asked me to help them write a book uh, that would coincide with the 20th anniversary of Rich Mullins' death. Uh, That kind of introduced me into the world of Rich Mullins and commemorating and remembering him. I met Andrew Greer in the early days of the Under the Radar radio show. In fact, right around the show's one-year anniversary in November 2009. He was so kind and so gracious that I felt an instant friendship forming. But in the back of my mind, I thought, well, he's just this kind to everyone. Which is true, um, but now eight years has passed, so I have it on good authority that he does have a general affection for the work of UTR through the years. Uh, We have teamed up on multiple concerts, tours, interviews, and have generally always been happy to scratch each other's backs as needed. I'm probably not even supposed to say this, but Andrew is also a monthly financial supporter of UTR Media, and that's really cool to me. It shows the level of care and investment he has in me and this ministry. So when he said, hey, let's talk about your ideas for this Rich Mullins tribute album, because I might have some ideas too, boy, I was eager to chat with him. I believe at that time you had already started the Kickstarter goal, uh, 
had already started your Kickstarter with the stretch goal of the Rich Mullins tribute record. And so we started talking about really an acoustic-minded record, pretty indie record, a lot of the Americana folk acoustic singers, songwriters, and Christian music that we love. What would the project look like? What was its possibility? Uh, but that's what I remember at least of our first meetings and conversations and of course was excited about it from the very beginning. And you know, I remember the first question of our conversation, which is a very gracious one. Andrew said, what is your vision for this project? And I had a loose idea, you know, the pig pen plan. He began to explain how he had some stuff in the works and likely some others had some Rich Mullins stuff in the works for this 20th anniversary. Folks like Jimmy Abeg and Andrew Peterson and CCM Magazine, none of which surprised me. And he began to share his vision for how things might play out. I didn't want things to conflict. I didn't want there to be... We wanted synergy around Rich's 20th anniversary at the very least. Andrew made it really clear that he wanted to see a spirit of teamwork, collaboration, and harmony, not a spirit of tribute projects competing with each other. And I loved this. I didn't know Rich Mullins, but I had a feeling that he probably would have loved this attitude as well. Here's an audio recording of what I sounded like after I hung up the phone. Okay, okay, maybe that's just a pop culture representation of what I sounded like, but I was giddy inside, usually pacing during the conversations, and when I hung up, I had a big, goofy smile on my face. This was surreal to me. I'm just a fan of Rich Mullins. And here, an artist from Nashville, an author that would soon be writing a book about Rich's legacy, was contacting me, little old me, to see what I'm working on as a Rich Mullins tribute. This is crazy. next episode of Release Dates, we find out about the first big roadblock in seeing this tribute come to life. And I'm invited to talk with someone connected to the early career of Rich Mullins, Randy Cox. Randy Cox was one of Rich's first song publishers at Meadow Green Publishing. Um, I believe was part of the era when Rich um, and Singer Praise the Lord found its way to Amy Grant, which of course was Rich's really first foray and intro into the Nashville uh, and Christian music industry. Release Date is a production of UTR Media in Chicago, Illinois. This episode was hosted and produced by me. Special thanks to Andrew Greer, Jason Gray, Beyonce, and sorry, Andrew Peterson, you know I love you. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. 
And if you have a question or want to share your story about how Rich Mullins impacted your life, you can email us, releasedateshow at gmail.com. I'm Dave Trout. Talk to you next time on Release Date. of the Rich Mullins Tribute Concert from Escape to the Lake 2017. Hear tribute songs from great artists. So if I stand, let me stand on the promise that you will pull me through. If I can't, let me fall on the grace that first brought me and stories from those who loved him. He made a real effort to contribute and to make a difference. And that was extremely meaningful to me. So in that way, the, the truthiness and the integrity of the way he lived made me feel okay about how, how hard it is to be truthy and filled with integrity. UTR Media's Rich Mullins Tribute Concert. Available now at YouTube or at utrmedia.org.